You're listening to Packers Talk Network. Do you want to experience the thrill of a Packers game at Lambeau Field? If so, be sure to get your game tickets from the longtime trusted source in Wisconsin, Ticket King. Visit their locations in Milwaukee and Green Bay. Or just go to their website, theticketking.com. Again, that's theticketking.com. We begin tonight with a reading from the book of True Detective. Time is a flat circle. Everything we have done or will do, we will do over and over and over again forever. Folks, if you can find a more apt quote for the last hour and a half in the life of the Green Bay Packers, you're better at this than I am. And with that, I'd like to welcome you to a special post-round one edition of Lemp's Talk and Pack. I am your host, Chris Lempesis, coming to you once again from my basement Packer room in my home in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, here with my knee-jerk, perhaps me sounding like a jerk, reaction to the Packers jaw-dropping, mind-numbing, stop-you-dead-in-your-tracks, leave-you-speechless selection of Utah State quarterback Jordan Love with the 26th overall pick in round one of the 2020 NFL Draft. All right, so before I really dive into this, I'm going to just be honest with you guys up front. I have no script for this. Like, this is the first episode of Lemp's Talk and Pack. I have nothing. Like, even if you listen to the show I did the night they beat the Vikings to win the NFC North, and I was clearly, you know, overserved. I had a a drunk outline on my computer that I followed. I don't know if it was great, but I followed it. I have nothing for this. I'm flying totally blind. Which seems like the best way to do this, right? I mean, news this big. Can I just... Why can't anything in the state of Wisconsin just be, like, easy does it? I'm not going to talk about... I don't try try, try not to get too political, but we had the election here last couple couple weeks ago. That made national news because of how effed up it was. Now we've got, you know, the governors being sued or whatever. And now this pick. Can anything in Wisconsin just be easy? Why does everything have to be so fucking difficult in the state? It just, like, couldn't they have just taken, I just thought they were going to trade up. Oh, they'll take Patrick Queen. There you go. They need, a, they need a difference maker in the inside of that defense at the second level. There you go. Take Queen. Oh, they're going to trade up. Ooh, they're worried about the receivers. They're going to take T. Higgins, and I could jump on here and go, hey, they needed an inside linebacker. They needed a wide receiver. Gutekunst jumped up and got one, and here's some numbers, and here's what I like about the guy. Great pick. Good night, everybody. Nope. It had to be difficult, didn't it? I mean, I just... I'm speechless. Let's talk about the particulars of the trade first. The Packers obviously went into the night with the 30th overall selection. And even though it sure seemed like every team in front of them didn't need a quarterback, including the Miami Dolphins, who had just taken Tua earlier in the evening, Packers still felt it was necessary to give up a fourth-round pick, pick number 136, to jump up four spots, to take the aforementioned Mr. Love. So... All right, I guess the first place I'll start on this is, I mean, they basically, like I said on Twitter, Lemsmk at, at It's Just Chris Now, they've timestamped 
the end of Aaron Rodgers' tenure in Green Bay. There's there's no other way to say it. You know, much like they did 15 years ago, 15 years ago today, they took Aaron Rodgers. 15 years later to the day, they take Aaron Rodgers' successor, or what sure looks like it's going to be Aaron Rodgers' successor. Um, yeah, they've time-stamped Andrew Rodgers' time. I don't know how you can look at this any other way. They basically have said to Aaron, eh, two, maybe three more years, and we're going to be looking to move on. Right? I look, people are saying, well, you know, Rodgers has been hurt. He's had some injury stuff. He's gonna this is an insurance policy. That's bullshit. You're not using the 20, you're not trading up four spots for an insurance policy. That's insane. You're crazy. They're not. Like, I love my fellow Packer fans, but if you think that, you're nuts. They this is the future. The the quarterback of the future for the Green Bay Packers is now on the roster, and his name is Jordan Love. They basically have said to Aaron, you know what? Again, about two more years, Aaron. You look at Aaron Rodgers' contract, I mean, really, two years from now is the earliest they can even think to get rid of him. With dead cap numbers of $39.7 million if they were to cut him now. thirty one point five after next season, so that's not happening. Uh, what? $17.2 million. If you get rid of him before the 2022 season, that's still, I mean, that's still ginormously high, but, you know, that's at least closer to being somewhat acceptable considering Love's contract will be fairly cheap. Um, Yeah, they basically have told Aaron Rodgers he's got about two years left. At this point, I'll say I, I think at the start of the 2022 season, Jordan Love will be the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, yeah. People go, well, you know, Roger sat for three years. Yeah, that was 15 years ago. I just don't see Jordan Love and Jordan Love's representatives being okay with him sitting longer than two years before it's going to be time to, to play him or get rid of him. You know? What if Rogers? See, here's the thing. I thought this would happen in you. I, I thought, part of me thought they might take a quarterback. I didn't think they'd do it till tomorrow, but a bigger part of me thought... They're not going to take a quarterback until next year. Rodgers, yes, he was not great last season. He had those flashes, but overall, he was not great. But it was year one of a new offense. The playmaking talent left something to be desired. I thought the Packers would ultimately say, you know what? I know we almost took Drew Locke last year, but let's give Aaron one more year. Let's really give him some playmakers. Let's let him grow in the offense, and him and LaFleur will grow, Matt LaFleur will grow together. And we'll see what he does in year two. Then, if, you know, he's still, you know, his play is where it was last year or or even gets worse, then we make the move. Then we make the move to get the quarterback of the future. That's where I thought they'd ultimately come down this week. That's the side that I thought they'd come down on this weekend. So, yeah, that's a surprise, you know, that, that they did this. I, what do you, because what do you do? What, what happens? See, here's the thing. What happens now if Rodgers lifts his play? What if he's still playing well at the end of next season? He plays well next year. What if he plays well in 2021? What if he get to the end of the 2021 season and Jordan loves reps go, all right, he sat for two years. What are you guys going to do here? The Packers could trade him. Sure. Yeah, they could. 
They're not going to get a first-round pick. This I talked about this on, uh, was it the last pod, a couple of pods ago? It's late, I can't remember. If you listen to the show, you know I just talked about this recently. So, you trade Jordan Love? You're not going to get a first-round pick for him. Probably not. So, what have you done? Best-case scenario, if you're an Aaron Rodgers lover, the best-case scenario is Rodgers takes this as motivation, gets back to the Aaron Rodgers of old the next couple of years, and the Packers trade Love. Great. What are they going to get for him? A two, a three? Who knows? Not a one? Again, probably not. So you wasted a first-round pick that could have helped you a year after being one game away from the Super Bowl. You wasted that pick on a backup quarterback. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm speechless. Is this making sense? I don't even know if this is making sense. I might just be rambling like a lunatic. Maybe I just mentally snapped the moment Goodell announced the name Jordan Love, and I'm just... This is just, I just had a mental break and I don't even know what I'm doing right now. (laughs) It's possible. Look, and let's talk about the Favre thing because I'm seeing a lot of this. Well, you know, and hell, I just mentioned it. Really quick side, really funny side note though. The year, side street, the year the Packers took Rodgers, you know the Vikings had two chances to draft him and didn't? They took Erasmus James and uh, Troy Williamson. Vikings had two first-round picks this year, too. Time is a flat circle. Time is a flat circle. Just thought that was funny. I wanted to share that quick before I forgot. Uh, The Favre thing. People go, well, you know, they did this with Favre. Okay, here's the thing. Favre had spent how many years waffling on retirement? How many years had Favre spent saying, I I might quit, I might not? He left the Packers twisting in the wind. Rodgers has said he wants to play into his 40s. Rodgers has said he wants to end his career in Green Bay. There's there's a big difference, huh? But also, it's the, the quality of the teams, you know? They took Rodgers in 05, coming off a year when the team was 10-6. and six, They won the North. They lost in the first round, right? The Randy Moss infamous mooning game. I talked about this recently on the show. I think we all, in hindsight now, you look back on that team, that team wasn't a Super Bowl team, right? And furthermore, and this is really important, Ted had already begun the destruction of that roster, right? They let Marco Rivera go, and he he went signed with Dallas in free agency. They released Mike Wall instead of giving him his gigantic uh, option bonus, roster bonus. He signed with Carolina. They released Darren Sharper. He signed with the Minnesota Vikings. I believe Bubba Franks might have left too, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Ted had already pretty clearly signaled going into that draft, we're rebuilding this team. We're tearing it down and starting over. So even though we were pissed at the selection of Rodgers, and I didn't like it, one of my all-time big boners, um, you go, well, that made sense, right? Like they were tearing the team up, they, they were starting over. And Favre, you know, Favre was not the Favre that he once was at that point in his career. He was still damn good, but not the Brett that we, you know, prime Brett. The Packers last season went 13 and fucking three. They were a game away from the Super Bowl. Not only that, look at the organizational approach Everything Gutekunst has done since Brian Gutekunst has done since taking over as GM has been incredibly aggressive. 
right? Giving Jimmy Graham a big contract. You know, trading up, trading back and then trading up for Jair Alexander. Last year's ginormous spending spree. Was it close to $200 million on Billy Turner, the Smiths, and Adrian Amos? Right? Trading up for Darnell Savage in round one last year. Like, everything Gutekunst has done has been incredibly aggressive and incredibly focused on we have to win now. We have to put pieces together now because Aaron only has so much time left. So, like, gam the torpedoes and let's go. So that's your organizational approach. I understand that. How do you deviate so far off of that seemingly in the blink of an eye? Gutekunst himself telling reporters this week, you know, they wanted to be aggressive and help get guys to help Aaron, you know, maximize the time he has left or whatever his exact quote was. I can't remember it. But, you know. Everything he has done has been aggressive and I've been about building a championship team. And then, like that, he goes, oh, we're going to go way off path here and take our quarterback of the future. Trade up to take him. Go, what's a fourth-round pick? After they pick at the end of round three tomorrow, folks, they're not going to be picking until about 1 o'clock on Saturday afternoon now. (laughs) That's a long gap to not be bringing in any new talent. That fourth-round pick, you know, and and the fourth-round pick could have helped in a move up tomorrow. It's gone now. But I digress on the fourth-round pick. Just you see what I'm getting at here? Ted taking Rodgers made sense. It was a—the rebuild was beginning. Gutekunst is seemingly, you know, going all in to win a championship, and at the last second, he pulls the ball away from Charlie Brown and says, nah, actually, you know what? I want to go a different way here, quarterback of the future. It doesn't make any sense. I thought they were going to take Patrick Queen— you know, or again, or T Higgins or Hamler or anybody. It just, it doesn't, Gutekunst's approach on this doesn't make any sense to me. It really doesn't. And it's really, I think that's even more than taking a quarterback. Because I do like Love and I'll get to my, my thoughts on him in a little bit here. It's the idea of just like, you've gone against your whole organizational way of thinking. With a first-round pick. A guy who could have really helped you. This season. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't get it, you know. Packers team now, I mean, look at just, you know, they they only have two, really two more premium picks in this draft. For a team that needed, in my mind, at least two wide receivers. A D lineman. An inside linebacker. You're not getting all that now. So, you know, and let's let's stand back and look at this Packers team for a minute cuz now I'm I I know I'm kind of going against what I just said, but they yes, they were 13 and 3. And yes, they were a game away from the Super Bowl. And if they made the right moves, it was very easy to see them getting over that hump, getting into a Super Bowl and winning it. But we also have to remember, this was a team that had incredible injury luck last year. Incredible in-game luck. Incredible schedule luck going to Kansas City and not having to face Pat Mahomes, for example. Par exemple, you know, um, you felt like there was going to be some regression this year on some of that stuff, health, you know, schedule, in-game breaks, any combination of the three, but that if the Packers were able to solidify themselves in some key areas, they would be able to, you know, counteract that 
And even if they weren't as healthy or they weren't as lucky, well, they'd have an overall more talented team and they'd be okay. Where have they done that? Can anybody tell me where they've done that? I think some of the people who sent tweets have talked about this too. I told people to give me their thoughts. I might have regretted that because I got like 97 fucking tweets and they're all novels. <laughs> I'll read as many as I can. I don't know if I'll read all of them, but um, can somebody tell me where? So far, you have added a quarterback of the future. You've downgraded at right tackle. You brought in Dev. You brought in second round Geronimo Allison and Devin Funches, and an inside linebacker who hasn't been healthy in two years. Where have the Packers made themselves? For, talking about fortifying yourself for the inevitable regression as far as injuries and being lucky. Where have the Packers done that? Where? It sure doesn't seem like they've done that anywhere right now. And again, Gutekunst going against his entire organizational way of thinking. Or do they think, maybe they just think Rodgers doesn't, maybe he only has two years left. I don't know. know, How's Rodgers going to react to this pick? My guess is he'll be, and I said this on the show recently too, my guess is he'll say the right things publicly. He's going to be pissed. There's always a fair amount of passive, aggressive behavior with Aaron Rodgers anyways. He is pissy. I think we can all agree on that. I don't think he's going to like this move. You know? How could he? It wasn't that long ago they made him the highest paid quarterback in NFL history. Now they're basically saying, yeah, two years, maybe three, Aaron, and then we're done. I did want to point out the if they were to hang on to Aaron Rodgers until the end of 2022, uh, the dead cap hit would only be $2.8 million. So... After three more years, then it is very easy to get rid of him. But, yeah. You think Rodgers is going to react well to this? I can't imagine he will. You know, he's thinking like a lot of us are. We, we're really close. Get me a little bit more help. Get us a little bit more help. That didn't happen. You know they got other draft picks. I know they have other draft picks. But this was a premium draft pick. All those those top two, three tiers of receivers, they're probably all going to be gone now by the second round, by the way. At least the top two tiers, they're all going to be gone. I, You know, let's talk about Jordan Love a little bit. I like Jordan Love. I said on my draft preview show that I like, that I like Love. I've talked a few times leading up to the draft about how I like Love. I do. Look. From a physical standpoint, the kid has, I mean, look, 6'4", 225, he's got a freaking cannon for an arm. And like an effortless cannon. Like a, he gets compared to Mahomes a lot, I know. But it is similar in that sense. It's similar in the Rodgers, that, that flick of the wrist and the ball is 60 yards downfield. He's got a special arm, you know. Special athlete. Really great. Really mobile. Like, from a physical raw tool standpoint, Jordan Love has everything you want. Some of the decision-making is not great at times. Yeah, I will give you that. You know, he uh, he definitely was not as good last year as he was in 20. I do have some stats. Last season, Jordan Love was completed 61, just under 62% of his passes, 20 touchdowns, 17 picks, 3,400 yards passing, 7.2 yards per attempt. Now, that those aren't great, and if you're only looking at those numbers, you're going to go WTF. But look at his 2018. 
64% of his passes completed, 32 touchdowns, 6 picks. Just a uh, just a shade under 3,600 yards passing, 8.6 yards per attempt. He lost a lot of his weapons and a lot of his, his coaching infrastructure before the start of last season, from 2018 to 2019. I do think the... The Jordan Love of 2018 is closer to the actual Jordan Love than the guy we saw last year. Yeah, I do believe that. You'll see some people debate that. Some people will say, well, I think he is. You know, the good with this kid is really fucking good. It is. It really is. But you just have to hope. So, you know, and I think it's he's not pro-ready. It will take them time to mold him. But again, do you really think he's going to want to sit more than two years? I don't. Even if he was willing to sit three years. Remember, rookie contracts are only four years plus a fifth-year option. So if he sits for three years, the Packers are only going to have one year plus a very expensive fifth-year option. To They're only going to get two years to, to, to look at him. So again, I'm just going to say it for the 15th time. I think, I think within two years, he'll be the starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I do. Um... I don't know if I have any other thoughts on this initially. I'm just, again, just sort of speechless. I guess I'll read some of your tweets. Because I did ask people to send tweets. And boy, did you send the tweets. Let's see. Let me go here. Hang on. Okay. All right. This is probably fascinating to listen to, right? Okay, here we go. First tweet is from Mike Lowhouse at Dirk Rugged. To be honest, I've been kind of expecting the pack to take a QB in the first round one of these years. Still shocked, though. Rodgers is my favorite player, and it'll be heartbreaking to see him go. That said, if love is as good as they think he is, and he's the future, I'm good with it. That's a very even-handed comment, Mike. How dare you send an even-handed comment? All right, that's, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't really have, yeah. It is shocking. I think, again, like, I said there was part of me that thought they might do it because they, you know, by all accounts, were going to take Drew Locke last year in round two before Denver jumped up ahead of him to get him. I still thought they'd err on the, on the side of giving Rodgers one more year. All right, it's from Nick Yoder at N underscore Yoder 12. I don't mind taking QB, just wish we waited a year so we would only have... Three years left on Rodgers' deal. Rodgers and Love's contract will both expire at the same time. Well, that is true if Rodgers stays all four years. But remember, they do have the fifth-year option on Love. So, technically not. He'll, technically, they would still have one more year. But it's not going to get that far anyways. Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love, I, I don't think this is uh, a hot take to say they will both. They will not both be in Green Bay in four years from now. So, I, don't think you're, I think you're okay there, Nick. Shut the buck up, Joe. I love that name. At Brew Crew Critic. I guess it's okay to throw up the double bird at your Hall of Fame starting quarterback. <laughs> there we go. There's some vitriol. Um, Yeah, I mean, this does kind of... Isn't it funny that Rodgers was on AJ Hawk's pod over the weekend and Hawk said, eh, you know, not... Uh, you guys seem to get along. And Rodgers goes, yeah, it's pretty fucking quiet, wasn't it? He sounded so uncomfortable saying... Dropping an F-bomb, by the way. Not everybody's a master of that word like I am. Uh, yeah, this pick would suggest otherwise, wouldn't it? 
in the same way that Mike McCarthy and Ted Thompson planted their feet and said, we are tying our legacy to that of Aaron Rodgers, it sure seems like Matt LaFleur and Brian Gutekunst are planting their feet and saying, we're tying our legacy to that of Jordan Love. You know, they got to the NFC Championship game, buys them a little leeway, you know, gives them a little currency, a little credit. They go, we're going to use that now to to uh, to tie ourselves to love, kind of in the same way that McCarthy and Thompson, after they made the NFC Championship game, were able, it was easier for them, you know what I mean? It was easier for them to stand firm in the summer of 2008 because they had just made the NFC Championship game. They both gotten extensions. It was easier for them to say, we're okay. We can take the heat. We're good. We're tying ourselves to Rodgers. Sort of feels that same way with Lafleur and Gutekunst tying themselves to love, I think. Okay. Ben Miskowski at Misco Beat. I have to make sure I'm recording this. I would want to not have this gold on tape. Ben Miskowski at Misco Beat. Starting QBs on a rookie contract is the wave of the current NFL. Goody wanted in on this. Likely will not see Rodgers in green and gold after his contract is up. Yeah, it's a great point about the rookie con, you know, a, a good a good quarterback on his rookie deal is gold in the NFL. As evidenced by the LA Rams before they extended Goff foolishly. As evidenced by what the Chiefs are doing right now. You know, Russell Wilson was this way in Seattle once upon a time. You're right. Uh, you probably, on your last point, you probably won't see Rodgers in green and gold after a couple more years. Uh, Andrew at Andrew underscore savvy. Remember 2005? We wouldn't go through 2006 again knowing what is coming after. I would do it 1,000 times out of 1,000. I don't quite know what you mean there, but okay. Uh, Seth Borden at, so you're a good dude, Andrew, fellow gopher, but I just, I don't, I don't quite know what you mean there. Uh, Seth Borden at SH Borden. Gotta think they, A, really like him as the potential future. B, maybe thought Seattle might take him at 27. And C, saw the appeal of that fifth-year option, still a little surprised. Uh, Yeah. I mean, obviously, they think he's the potential future. Again, I'm just going to say, anybody who thinks that Jordan Love is not the quarterback of the future for the Packers, I have a bridge I'd like to sell you. He is, this is the future quarterback, yes. Um, I don't think Seattle probably liked him at 27. I think they were probably more afraid a team like Indianapolis was picking near the start of round uh one, round two was gonna maybe jump up there. That would be my guess. Did quick side street here from a uh, value standpoint. If you go off the Jimmy Johnson uh chart, the Packers actually did win the trade. <laughs> that probably comes a small consolation to, to a lot of you, but uh pick thirty and one thirty six have a combined value of six fifty eight. And that uh, 26 overall pick has a 700-point value. So, what, 58? So 40 Packers come out plus 42 on that, which is about a late, mid to late fourth-round pick overall. So so they, they won the trade. Yay! <laughs> All right. Um, Justin Cornwell at Justin A. Cornwell. One win from the Super Bowl, and the team has done nothing but downgrade across the board so far. And now they have fewer draft picks because they had to trade up to get the fourth-ranked QB. Meanwhile, the team they are chasing got better on offense and defense in this draft. So, yeah, I'm not doing great. Yeah, Justin, thank you for bringing that up because I forgot. 
you know, we probably should have known things were going to go shithouse when the 49ers traded up to 25 to take Brandon Ayuk. Apple of my eye. Things, look, the draft was going swimmingly. Up till the Vikings took Justin Jefferson. And I'll be honest, even that didn't break my heart because I never thought he'd fall to Green Bay. It was when the Saints took Kenneth Murray at the next pick, I was like, oh, that hurt my heart. And then when the Niners traded up, you know, it wasn't enough for the Niners to put up 948 goddamn thousand rushing yards on us in the NFC Championship game. They had to screw us over again by taking, trading up to take Brandon Ayuk. I was, yeah, I really, I honest to God thought the Vikings at the end of round one were going to take Antoine Winfield just to stick the final dagger in my heart for the night. Why not? It was, it was Mortal Kombat, finish him territory. They, they might as well just finish me off. <laughs> so, you're right. The Niners did get better on offense and defense. It sure seems that way. Uh, sure doesn't seem like the Packers did, though. Dave, at underscore Dave, and then it looks like multiple underscores. Is that right? Fucking hate this first round. <laughs> Help to the offense, defense, or special teams. Yes, they need a QB of the future, but who the hell is wide receiver two? Who the hell is inside linebacker? Pissed. There you go, Dave. Yeah. Um. Who is wide? It's Alan Lazard, I guess. Who's the inside linebacker? Well, he hasn't played in two years. I can't blame you there. All right. Tony at Morton Winnie's dad. I love the pick, and I love how angry this made Packers Twitter. Pun intended, I guess, because it's unavoidable. Well, no, Tony, that's you're dead wrong, actually. I don't think Packers Twitter would have been... I, I, that pisses me off, too, when people go, well, this was unavoidable. No. If they'd taken Patrick Queen, I don't think Packers Twitter would have been... That's bullshit. To say, well, they're just as... That's a false quote. They just would have been as... They would have been just as mad if we'd taken Patrick Queen. No, they wouldn't have. No, no, no. This was the only thing that was going to was going to set Packers Twitter full supernova. And it did. Um, so, I, so, you kind of sound like you're being a dick there, Tony. Sorry. Sorry, I'm not sorry. Um, a brew crewer at, at Adam A. Summers underscore time, my old pal, old bag of donuts co-host. Nope, can't do it. <laughs> I don't blame you, Adam. I, don't, I, was, I said I was going to do a pod... I thought, again, it would be nice and easy. It'd be, hey, they took T. Higgins. Okay, here's what T. Higgins does well. Patrick Queen, cool. More help for the run defense. Anybody, Blacklock, Antoine Winfield Jr., Gallimore. I would have rather, I think I would have rather had Donovan Peoples-John. I don't know if I go that far. But, yeah, I don't blame you, Adam. I, I do not blame you at all. Um, Let's see. Okay. So those are all the questions. Uh, about 30 minutes here. That seems about a good spot to wrap this up. I could probably do another two hours on this. But yeah, suffice to say, again, I'm just very... I'm not... I don't get it. I just don't get how you build your whole philosophy as an organization to be aggressive and we're going for it. We had a great year. One game away from the Super Bowl. Let's keep building on that. And then to go so far off course it makes no sense to me. Now, I may end up looking like a moron in 15 years from now when they do this again. So mark your calendars, April 23rd, 2035. They will take some kid who's seven years old right now as the, as the next successor. Hey, no pressure, Jordan. We traded up to take you in the first round. You got to replace two of the best 10 quarterbacks of all time. 
So yeah, the Packers have two picks tomorrow. Uh, late second and a late third. I will be back tomorrow night to recap those picks after they happen. Um, I'll, I'll, I'm going to do one show. I'm not going to do each pick. It'll be at the end of the third round pick. So yeah, until tomorrow night, barring some sort of crazy, something crazy happening, I'll be back. So until next time, tomorrow night, I'm Chris Lemsis. This has been Lems Talking Pack. I love you guys. Please try not to eat each other alive over this pick. Go, pack, go.